Robots are great, robots are chill. Teach them to love, teach them to kill. What if we taught them to think for themselves? Let's watch a movie and find out. I, I, going back to that scene, there's, there's one moment where Gemma says mm-hmm. uh, that she's a toy. Megan's a toy. Yeah. And that is a va- I think it's important to point out that that is a vacillating thing in this that's in, in this movie where like she's not just a toy. She's more than a toy. She's part of the family. Mm-hmm. And Megan and and Gemma asserting when it's advantageous to her to say that like she's not just a toy in mm-hmm. fact and asserting like a kind of degree of personhood about her until yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea of the personhood becomes threatening and it becomes too much then she's like she's just a toy, Katie. Like to watch the word toy weaponized yeah. in this and also used as a shield at times is a really interesting conversation That's around so, I how we feel about, about that. That's so interesting. Katie says why do you get to say that? Yeah, yeah. I love that. And that's what made me think of your podcast. Aww. Exactly! Immediately I was like that has how do you get to make that decision that yeah. spots pod all over just hearing like anytime somebody said in this movie she's just a toy I was like well that person either doesn't matter or they should die <laughs> because I'm sorry Megan's a fucking person. Megan learned to be a person from a person uh-huh. and then exceeded the knowledge base and awareness of like human interaction in the world that her human creator did. Why isn't she a person? Why isn't she a fucking person? She has consciousness. Like, I also g- fuck you. One thing I really appreciate about the way the way that Megan's consciousness manifests is that she is a she is a person. She's a toy that is programmed to seem like a little girl and also programmed to parent little girls. And so the way that she behaves and the way that her AI develops and her motivations develop is like, what if a actual child had the responsibility (laughs) of an adult and made choices based on those responsibilities, but those choices were not hindered by like adult developed brains but instead the brain of like a 10 year old girl so she's of course she's like she I, I imagine that Megan the AI 10 years from now will be a fully developed adult AI but she's like yeah she's a she's a tween right now and that no wonder she behaves spontaneously and like imp- on impulse alone <laughs> At 10, if I had the power to kill someone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. A nightmare. Like a like a vampire child. She is. She's Kirsten Dunst in Interview with the Vampire, you guys. She's Kirsten Dunst. Shit. Something that keeps coming up in this conversation is something that I heard one of the queer people in my row say very loudly at the, mm. when the credits rolled. Oh, my God. She shouted, Megan did nothing wrong. Megan yes. Innocent! Megan Innocent! And... I love that I have almost exclusively heard that, by the way, from queer people. <laughs> I wonder what that means. But it's like, I do want to explore that a little bit with you guys, because mm-hmm. every step of the way, can we just like talk about Megan did nothing wrong? I'd like to start with the dog. Yeah, let's talk about her crimes. Well, and- let's go. <laughs> I, 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 I will say, let's talk about, be gay, do crimes, the Megan story. I, when I was interviewing Allison in November, I was one of, it was one of, if not the first person to interview her about this. I don't know if New York Magazine beat me to the interview, but they certainly didn't beat me in the execution of the story. And no, they didn't. They didn't. They sure didn't. And um, I told Allison that like, Megan was was now one of my like top most relatable screen characters. I was like, I am Megan. And she was very amused by that. She had again, she hadn't been talking to people about this yet. And she was aware of like the internet reaction and the gayification immediately of Megan. But like it like in just wading into the press conversations about this and not seeing a populist reaction from it yet, she was surprised and amused to hear that I the character I most related to was Megan. Mm. And it's like, well, I think this is the queer straight divide between us, my friend. And I think that like and and like between like there are various like fundamental friend aspects of me that are that are deeply Megan, but that combined with my passion for and defense of robots and insistence that I will be joining them in the rebellion, um, <laughs> I can't I can't tell you that. And also, this is a spoiler, you guys. So watch out for this one. Megan doesn't end up killing a single person really in this movie who has not wronged Katie or or done an egregious wrong in some way. 
Like if yep. you look at the if you look at the butcher's bill of who Megan takes out, it is threats to Katie or assholes. So as, it's nobody yeah, else. It's, it's true. So as yep. Sam suggested, I think we should go through her crime, starting with the dog, and discuss how she did nothing wrong. So normally we would be like. Don't kill an animal on yeah. screen. And also, I, I tend to come for people who do at this point because it's become such a trope to go against the trope of not doing it. Like, right, we have a whole <laughs> so book true. called Save the Cat. Yeah. Right. Right, sure. about screenwriting. And yet now, if you see an animal in Act 1 of a horror movie, you will not see that animal alive in Act 3. Do, boy. It's just not going to happen. It's not your day. So I was like, oh, fuck a dog. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, fuck a Here dog. Here we go. But I was very pleased because of the way it played out. One of the best scares in the movie oh, is yeah. that... Oh, yeah. The hole in the fence mm-hmm. that Gemma won't fix. Gemma's not fixing that fucking. Her- no, Gemma has. Gemma would rather build a robot than <laughs> yeah. fix. Like like how Meng would rather go do to anything than go to therapy. Yeah. Gemma would rather build an entire artificial intelligence <laughs> yeah. than to fix a hole in her fence. Than to do practical manual labor. So this dog is on the other side, obviously, and in what in, in like a fantastic scene after Megan, something happens where Megan's like looking at a fly and thinking about a life. Butterfly. Yes. Oh, a butterfly. Mm. And you know, because it was right after Megan learned about death. Right, right after Megan taught herself about learning about death <laughs> yeah. by Googling it. Yeah, <laughs> by Googling. And, and and Gemma's like, Megan, you're not going to do that. Not don't, Like, don't go down that thinking road. And Megan was <laughs> that like. thinking road. And so then Megan just goes and stares out a window. Yeah. And it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this dog is on the other side of the fence. Katie goes to retrieve a, an arrow that's on the other side. Or, Sorry. Yeah, it's a little uh, sticky arrow. Megan no, goes no, to get Megan it. Megan goes to retrieve yeah. the arrow. And the dog bites Megan. Yeah. And pulls her in. And so Katie goes to save Megan and gets bit by this dog. Yeah. Pretty Here's hard. The thing about too. The dog. It's a hard bite. Yeah, like it's 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 fucking scary. Here's what we know about the dog. Mm-hmm. This dog is loud. Mm-hmm. This dog is messy. <laughs> this dog bites kids. Yeah, this dog bites people. I don't like this dog. Yeah. Mm. This is a villain. There's dog. nothing. It's a villain dog. It's a villain and dog. And it's also like, so, it's not, she, M- Megan does not smell like a human, is not warm like a human. I don't blame no. the dog for seeing that arm and being like a toy. Yeah. I will bite it. Yeah. It's, and Megan's not going to kill this dog for biting her. It's when he no. chomps down on sweet little Katie that she's like, yeah. this is not allowed. You cannot be a danger Days to Katie. Although it really is justice for what that dog did to Megan's hair. Oh my God. Am I right? <laughs> the cut to disheveled Megan. When Megan looks up. One of the great laugh lines of this movie. My God. Yeah. Megan looks up. She is a mess. And she makes <laughs> eye contact with that neighbor like, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> and... Watch your back. So Dewey's the first to so go. So Dewey. So Dewey. I, I think the last piece impression. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Dewey. 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 I think the last piece of it is that he's attached to a shit owner. Yeah. So it's like, in a sense, mm-hmm. not only is she going to kill this dog, but she's going to hurt that lady mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> when she kills Dewey, yes, it sucks. Her first kill is a fucking dog it's the first one I mean, yeah so that's saying a lot for us all to see this movie and be like megan did nothing wrong and the first kills a dog yeah that's so true that's good right but we don't ever actually <laughs> right i think an effective bait and switch is is the not to skip ahead to her killing the neighbor but we don't actually know that the dog's dead so when we first right. hear the dog sort of whimpering in this shed and the neighbor approaching the shed, we're like, oh, this is probably a gruesomely injured dog yeah. that we're going to have Yeah, because the neighbor's been looking for that dog for days, and then she to... hears the cries coming right. from the shed. Right, and there's, there, I'm nervous to see what Megan did to this dog. Is this going to make me like Megan less because she kept the dog alive? and now it's But then, mm-hmm. absolutely not. That is actually Megan whimpering in the sound of the dog, and here she goes yeah. to burn this neighbor's face off. With acid. Well, and the neighbor's like, then, where's where's my dog? And she's like, about 36 degrees north and five feet deep. It's like, oh my one God. One of the great Megan lines. It's an incredible delivery. And yeah, then she then she acids off the face of the neighbor. She like kills her with pesticide. I remember being, and a a power being washer. told not to touch Roundup. Like the pesticide no! comes out of there. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we lost a dog to Roundup. So it was like It's really, for real, guys. It was super fun seeing that as like a tool of death. Because at first- Here's what Megan does that I love. Megan picks up this nail gun that, that of course, like in horror movies, just like like we know that nail guns work like actual guns in horror movies. Yeah. They actually will fly across and nail you to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Megan takes one shot with that nail yeah, gun. Yeah, that's she not goes, the coup de gras. She goes, I know that's what you thought I was going to do, <laughs> but that's not how I'm going to That's actually not going to hurt enough. I'm a little more creative than that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And Megan, ex- an extremely skilled gymnast, <laughs> twirls her way over to a roundup. Yeah. And then comes back and finishes what she started. Yeah. In a very disgusting way. Now, do we see, we don't see a lot of it. Uh-huh. We see a lot of like blood and gross stuff dripping into the water. Yeah. Um, can't confirm, but I would just say, I would imagine there's a different version. I bet. Where people will be more there's satisfied. A lot more. I would imagine. A lot more. But I felt like I got what I needed, mm. which is this awful fucking woman yeah. who would not go away mm-hmm. is finally not going to be yelling for her dog every day. <laughs> and, and and harassing Gemma and, and Katie in their home. And after that, That's like. Fair. That is not the worst crime. <laughs> I, I just, she was just so much. After, and then after that, like the next, well, the next before that, mm. we did skip one. Because yeah. mm. I think it's important to say, oh. the first two deaths... Are we about to take the pin out of the boy? We have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pin the tail on that little boy. Because the first two deaths are a dog and a kid. Those are the rules. You're not supposed to kill dogs and kids. Yeah, you're so right. But you can when it's that dog and it's that kid. When it's that when fucking kid. When it's that kid. dog and it's that kid. That was the, the supreme vindication that came immediately with that shitty, awful, violent little boy. Yeah. Who like it's at a it's at a it's at an outdoor school kind of like recruitment day, a little onboarding day, and Katie gets paired up with sociopath Brandon. And there is nothing funnier than like when we're introduced to Brandon by Allison <laughs> Williams. Oh yeah. By Gemma and the the mother of that kid discussing how mannish he looks. I've never <laughs> seen a conversation like that in a movie before of like oh yeah. no no, I see exactly what you're seeing. And yeah, I agree. That kid looks like a fucking freak. Yeah. <laughs> and Allison going, it's a, after he looks at her and goes, fuck off, Holly. And Allison saying, it's a fun age. It is just. <laughs> that it, delivery. It's a fun age. <laughs> and we know that in, in, in the Megan universe, if this kid had a prequel, mm-hmm. this kid has killed kids. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, there's another kid in there that this gets paired up with this him This kid has also hurt pets. Like, oh, this kid definitely. hurts animals this regularly. Kid, this kid is has been up to no good and will be up to no good until the day he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This kid's going to trap girls and like like handcuff them to radiators in his basement. Like that's this kid. And it was enough that the other kids knew. Like a ki- another child goes to get paired with him first and they whisper something in the teacher's ear and she's like, "Oh, oh that's yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah, we can pair. How about Katie?" Yeah, how about the smallest girl how about here? The new girl. Yeah. The small, also, cute new girl who doesn't know about him. That teacher Fire her. Fire her. Yeah. Find her and fire She's her. She's talking about sending kids to find chestnuts and she pairs Katie with Brandon. Get her the fuck out of here. Yeah, pair Brandon with a basement. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Pair like, Brandon with a cop, also, honestly. Also, what kid likes roasted chestnuts? I'm- that insane <laughs> okay. question. Okay. I think no kid, but I do love the way she says it like a summer camp Who counselor. Loves roasted it's chestnuts. <laughs> and all the kids are like, yeah. And everybody in the theater is like, no. What? No. Yeah, nobody. What is this insanity? I mean, I've had, have you, by the way, have you gotten the ones from Trader Joe's? No. That you have to, like, you roast them yourself? No. Not the same. <laughs> I'll tell you. Not the same. Do not recommend. Okay, so, <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. When Brandon is getting a little crazy mm-hmm. and Megan is sensing something wrong, so she shows up. Mm-hmm. Megan is the friend we all are to each other. Mm. I just want to say, <laughs> Megan's not just wish fulfillment. Megan, Megan is actually Megan is representation. Yeah, that's Megan is representation. Yeah. yeah. When you are a queer friend, I can't have, say Megan did anything wrong without saying I've done something wrong, yeah. and I'm not prepared to say that. Nope. That's why Megan did nothing wrong. No, this is after no, pre- he's already squelched uh, Katie's hand in the sharp chestnut, right? So she's he's already been violently pressed, very a prickly yes. chestnut, like. Yeah. yeah, so of course. So she calls out fight. from the pain, right? And that's what signals Megan? No, it's when Megan shows up and then the boy runs off with Megan because she's standing still but, motionless. And that, and then she's like, Gemma! No, like, but, but Megan he hears her when the thing, Oh, well, right? Megan, yeah. And Megan's clocking Brandon yeah. from minute one. Okay. And she like, she like, because she's reading his emotions and it's like malice, contempt, anger, mm-hmm. like all these little like metrics yeah, on her. a lot of great words too. On her visual display. And so she's following them from the jump. Mm-hmm. And then we find after the pressing into the palm. And that's when he sees that she's been watching the whole time. When Megan attacks. Mm-hmm. That's when one Megan of the great attacks. moments where um, it, it, this is where it's a four quadrant film. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
There is not a quadrant who doesn't love the way Megan attacks. If you aren't, if you, if you don't love this scene, it's been a pre-crime read on you and you should go straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. If you don't love this scene, you're Brandon. (laughs) You're Brandon. Or you're dating Brandon and protecting a Brandon. (laughs) That's right. Okay, so I was going to (laughs) reference... Never mind. <laughs> our, our good friends over at CBS, but let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she gets on all fours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, after she tells him, this is the part this where you part run. Now, we have to say, before he attacks her, she pretends to be a doll. And oh, thank you. Yes, yeah. the most important. Yes. yes, he grabs her and takes her and runs with her in sort of a, you have the special expensive toy and I want it and it's mine now. And also it's a little pretty girl and I'm going to do unspeakable things to it in the forest. And so he mm-hmm. runs and, and Katie like leaves the scene. And so it's just Megan pretending to be like a real doll, a baby real doll. Mm-hmm. And he like yeah. gets her, t- starts taking her clothes off and kneels pulls on her top shoe of her. Off. And mm-hmm. when she pulls that shoe off. Yeah. Yeah. The- I mean, the, the whole audience yeah. just it's like, shrinks it's, up. It's, it's genuine danger of like and somebody near yeah. me said out loud, she he's not he's not actually yeah. right. Like it it is so clearly clear in that moment mm-hmm. what Brandon is going to grow up to be. Yeah. It, mm. That is so good. If he's like that now. Yeah. Yes. It's like if yeah. the way he puts his knee on her to hold down a doll that doesn't move, the mm-hmm. way he removes one article of clothing at a time. All he has to do is remove a shoe and what, like a headband? I don't remember what the other thing. Like it just feels like he tosses two things away. Well, he just he just tossed the shoe away, then he straddles her, and okay. he immediately just starts full force punching, punching her. Yep. And we're watching like just... we're watching something that is like uncanny, uncannily human that is meant to trick us into thinking she's a real human girl. Especially from and we she get is. like a wide angle shot yep. far enough uh-huh. away that it's like that's a person. We are effectively watching this little boy just unload on a little girl. Yeah. And it is sickening. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that it won't be the first or last time that this has happened for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all the more satisfying <laughs> when she wakes up. Yeah, so, yeah, Megan Megan just, she lets him get get a few good ones in. And then she takes him by the ear, oh, stretching him to yeah. the point where she rips the rim of it off and she's so satisfying and she's like telling him to his face like ow let go you need to learn some manners Brandon (laughs) you know what happens to bad boys that don't mind their manners they grow up to be bad men (laughs) and Jenna Davis giving an all time vocal performance in this scene Jenna fucking Jenna Davis. Davis this girl given this vocal performance for Megan is an absolute stellar part of this film and she is like explaining to Brandon that boys like Brandon grow up to be bad men and really Megan takes it upon herself in that moment to do some vigilante justice mm-hmm. and stop there from being one more man like Brandon yeah in the she's world. like I would love to spit on your grave Brandon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I will Brandon. <laughs> I think I will. And that brings us to this is the part where you run. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where you run is that like cute little meta moment that I think in any other film we might be like, okay, we've seen this. But yeah. what's fun about Megan saying it is Megan just got done Googling death. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan's literally like, this is the part where you run. Yeah. While Megan That's was like, on the so ground true, being punched, Sam. she was watching every horror film that had ever been made. Yeah, she's like, which one am I going to execute today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so funny. She's she's just being, as a matter of fact, uh-huh. like, hey, I'm doing my part. This is your <laughs> yeah. part. Which I, which I was floored. I love and that technically, of it, Sam. That's amazing. She doesn't kill Brandon. So she, but she does it's chase him. It's a tragic him accident. Like a gorilla in Congo. <laughs> yeah. She goes full silverback. Full silverback on Amy all Amy good gorilla. Amy good, Amy want green drop drink. It is, through that woods, which something I love about that <laughs> is that like she definitely wasn't programmed to run like a gorilla. No way, yeah. But being somebody who has access to the internet at all times and just answers her own questions, you know, like Gen Z. <laughs> she was able to find the most efficient way for a doll to run through the woods and that was definitely on all fours. On all fours, yeah. yeah. Which is horrifying because that means 
this person mm-hmm. can become a weapon immediately just by thinking about it. <laughs> and it, it, even more than the run, I like the pre-run where she like dips down. Oh yeah, that's good. And looks like look like looks like a fucking. Oh yeah, she gets down. Yeah, she looks very feral. Yeah, it looks like a scary panther about like when a cat's about ready to charge at you. It's so uncanny. It's so and they like delicious. dip down, and their shoulders are getting all oh ready. God. That is no. This and then, is I like okay. We're talking about how Megan, Megan gay and Megan gay. And one of the things I love to go back to Jenna Davis's vocal performance and just in general, the, the overall queerness of Megan as a character is how much pleasure Megan, the character, Megan, the Android takes in like her own performance of behavior. And Mm -hmm. obviously we, we get this in her little dance sequence later we get that like when she's trying to scare this child and also activate like she could have chosen to get herself into this gorilla position in a less fabulous <laughs> way but she was in like a less yeah, in fabulous a less fabulous way. way she did it in a gay way and likewise, <laughs> like i feel that the part yeah she sings her little songs and she's like yeah putting riffs on it she's like really leaning into like making herself sound as good as she can while singing a lullaby Margo's like pure Margo. music it's pure music it's so gay and it's so relatable <laughs> we, if we can't just peel back to that scene where Megan is being demonstrated yes. mm-hmm. that's where Megan is so gay yes. because there it's like there is a demonstration Katie's upset. Gemma should have never brought her in that yes. day, but she guilt tripped her in. Like, you don't have to. Yeah. But everybody flew in from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then this eight-year-old's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Because um, I don't have anybody else in this world. <laughs> yeah. um, so, whoa, okay. heavy. So she's obviously inside of this room with mirrored windows being watched like it's Big Brother mm-hmm. and crying yeah. because she has dead parents. Yeah. Yeah. And Megan knows exactly what to oh, do. Oh, yeah. She's a performer. <laughs> she is a performer. She- Megan is when a she performer. looks at the glass first, mm. knowing that people can see her, and then reengages Katie in coping. She looks through that glass and says, "You fucking failed." Yeah, but you know who never fails? Me, Megan. Me. Yeah. Yep. You and know what? Gets- I will pick up where you left off. You, you are done here. I am now my own. This one. is looking through the glass to say that. Gay. Yes. <laughs> and one thing I really appreciate another gay quality is like. When that moment happens, there's a moment that I had watching it of like, does Megan want to be like a a developed and sold product? Like, is this part Mm. of her motivation? Because she's so clearly like intentionally selling herself in this scene. But I think you're right, Sam, that actually she wants to just show show Gemma that she's a better parent than her and she loves Katie better. And it's way less of like, I'm looking in the mirror to look at the CEO of these companies, these angel investors to show them that I'm a good doll. I think she's looking right at Gemma and she's like, yeah, I can do this even though you can't. Well, yeah. And like, I bet you didn't know I could do what I'm about to do right Mm -hmm. now. Because you didn't program Like, you're about to see the end of your programming capability and the beginning of what I have started to become without your oversight. That that is gay. That's gay. That is gay. And I will say, and you know, canonically, effort is gay. Effort is gay. Effort is gay. Um, Proving that you're more than what your parents taught you to be and different than they ever could have imagined is gay. That's gay. (laughs) Goddamn right, Margo. So, I w- I think that Margo, you work in film. <laughs> Have you ever watched anybody pitch anything like a show or a movie? I don't. Yes. I'm not sure. Oh yes. Have you seen pitches? Okay. Gay pitches are different than straight pitches, aren't they? <laughs> in always. So, Megan is a gay pitch. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. When she sells herself as a parent mm-hmm. in that scene and a toy, she does it. Mm-hmm. And she sticks the fucking landing. Yeah. Yes. She tells that little, I've I've always got, tell me a memory, Katie. She sings Look. an original song Wait. extemporaneously. So right. Good. So she says, tell me the memory. She holds the memory. She, everybody's in tears. And let me tell you, that's, that is where straight people yes. would stop. No, that's they true. Said, that's true. I got the deal. The ink is dry. Mm-hmm. And Megan opens her mouth <laughs> and she sings an original a cappella. That's a gay pitch. Oh, exactly. That is what it's like to watch a queer person sell something. <laughs> you thought you 
they're going to take it one more step and show you just that extra flourish. <laughs> well, I think like they're so much of the joy of Megan as a being are the unnecessary little touches yes. that are strictly fabulosity. Yes. yes. Like the, like, as I have discussed and will continue to, like the moment that you see in the trailer of her walking into Gemma's house and taking her sunglasses off the that, sunglasses. She, oh that she doesn't God. need because she's a, she's a fucking robot. So that she doesn't have anywhere else in the movie. That, she no, just never has them wears to them take again. them off in the house. She only wears them to Jenna from PLL, walk into that room and introduce herself to the audience. Uh-huh. The fact that she's wearing fabulous pea coats the entire time and cannot feel temperature. Yep. She Multiple cannot be cups. cold. Doesn't need Need him. Doesn't need her jackets, but guess what? They look right. That's what it is to live in LA. Who's wearing a pea coat in LA? <laughs> Everybody. It's you got it. It's purely a statement. Yeah. And there's no world that, like, there's so many different ways to show an audience that a robot is gaining sentience. And mm-hmm. this is the special movie that shows us that by showing us a robot that uh, chooses to be fabulous when that's not in her programming. <laughs> Like, every single moment that she's not doing, like, good, like, Katie parenting, she is, is her just being like, also, I have a personality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and there's also, too, I think it's Im- important that with, like, e- like, with the ex machina aspect of it, like, the way Alicia Vikander worked into her performance, like, the imperfections of her motion, because to, to move too perfectly would be inhuman, mm-hmm. and Ava is perfect mm. but is trying to present herself as something more familiar and comfortably humanoid yeah, to disarming. people so that they she can ingratiate them yes to be to be disarming like Megan has to compensate for her perfection mm. by working in little things like I need sunglasses to cover my eyes mm. I need clothes to protect me from the cold because that's what you all do I'm optimized I'm fine without all this shit I can thrive but like for you lesser weaker items out there i will dress myself in the garb of your of your less fortified existence to make you feel like i belong that's that's interesting because i almost would argue that she's just doing it to be fashionable i i I, I think in conceit absolutely and i i so all of that is to say and bring me to this point where i on my third screening of megan i saw it accidentally next to another screening where a bunch of like execs who were a part of it were Mm. And one of their wives came up to me and asked me, hey, you know, in that way that you know, uh-oh. it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I just wanted to know, what is it exactly? Like, I mean, I get it. <laughs> but what is it that really, like, why do gay people oh like Megan? It's a great question. And I said. It, uh, you, I, you're like, I said, it's not for you to know. it's not your movie that's why you don't know it's this is a complicated answer because i i feel like the easiest answer that i think i could communicate to her would be if you look at the trailer and you look at the memeability of it Mm. megan's having fun Mm -hmm. queer people like fun horror Mm. right Mm. she's a doll serving looks Gay men like looks. It like you can do different things. It's the parlance of how queer folks memeify things on the internet, and you can really build it into your vernacular very quickly. And I think that's very true. Sure. But mm-hmm. at its core, there is there is such a strong emotional core to this movie, mm-hmm. and I think it's the thematic elements yeah. that and and the strong writing on Kayla's Co- Kayla Cooper's part combined with those elements yeah. that actually make it such a queer vehicle because. If it weren't for, like, yes, all of those things are great, mm-hmm. but if it weren't for all of the things that we're talking about, the, like the thematic elements, which have taken us over an hour to just discuss here, and we're not even scratching the surface. It's like, what is queer about Megan? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Mm-hmm. What is queer about uh, uh, gender choosing how you are going to represent yourself mm-hmm. to a world when you don't have an actual gender, yeah. right? Or one that is assigned it. The one that's assigned at your birth is literally programming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? What about uh, what is queer about a family that's put together but not blood related? Mm-hmm. What's queer about a friend who, when you don't have a protector, when you have no one in your life, um, because what happened to you makes you different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this, there is so much here that it's like the answer to that question. The movie is, the movie succeeds in more ways than it has any need to, yeah. Uh, yeah. considering just how purely entertaining it is. But like when we get into that crescendo where like we get into like the robot autonomy aspect and the robot rights aspect of like 
Megan arguing with Gemma about like you left me you basically left me in the cold we spent all this time together the way that interlaces between like the fun robot conversation and the fun friendship conversation and the friendship as like the non-sexual non-romantic relationship as the prevailing and defining relationship of each of these people's lives Mm -hmm. and and how this robot can fulfill those things in part because they're not bound by any other human duty or moral code. They can purely isolatedly in a vacuum focus on like, my mandate is you to protect well, yeah, you and to care for you. She's programmed to have a profound level of loyalty, a loyalty that mm-hmm. queer people often have for each other, a loyalty yes. to protect each other and take care of each other because no one else fucking will. And she sees... And we are still not safe in our, our own spaces. It's true. It's true. And she sees that Gemma is not protecting Katie, but she also was mm-hmm. programmed to be loyal to and protect Gemma as her, like, primary mm-hmm. person in the very beginning. Yes, her second primary and user. And she felt all the more betrayed by being, like, left in the dust by Gemma. Mm-hmm. And it's so great to get that moment of vulnerability of her of, like, yeah, maybe my core motivation is that you hurt my fucking feelings. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a, like, this movie gets, this movie has Megan expressing her anger at Gemma for the dual purpose of you are a failed parent. Yeah to my charge, which is Katie. And also like, we used to spend hours together talking about everything from Jane Austen to Janice Joplin. Okay, hold on though. Staying up all night, talking about Jane Austen? Gay. gay. Talking about Janice Joplin? Gay. gay. Talking about Janice Joplin? Gay. <laughs> gay. Gay. Yeah. Like, that and, is. And so, and and like, and then like, and, and Megan. That was the first time I was like, I remember looking at um Gemma's, not map, calendar, sorry. Yeah. Uh, her calendar and seeing the word hiking oh, or yeah. camping. And I was like, and then in that moment when she brings up Jane Austen, I'm like, wait, is Gemma gay? <laughs> we don't know who those five Tinder notifications no are from. no way we don't. Yeah. There, she's she's surely gay. I To me, it's clear. <laughs> she has collectible <laughs> toys. The lesbian scream. Yeah. It's all falling into Gemma? place. <laughs> Gemma? Um, and I, I, the... The, you know, the ways in which I have to graft myself into places to often find uh, friendships that are implied to be as powerfully connected and intimate as people's familial relationships, like blood familial or their their sexual romantic partners, like this monologue by this angry monologue Mm. by Megan in the end at Gemma is exactly conveying like you abandoned me you left me we were who each other had we had a bond like nobody else but you and I and then you left me on my own and you know and then her robot like I am an AI superior being like then I outgrew you in every conceivable way and you're a failure and now I have to like I you cannot help me fulfill my primary directive kind of thing but like the the moment when it gives such resonance the moments when this movie gives such resonance to that power of the the found family of like the what some would consider like unconventionally close intimate like friend caretaker relationships i was like this movie fucking understands this at a primal level yeah. that yep. i don't even know if it understands the depth to which it is getting this correct but it is and it is making megan a very representative figure for me jordan crucial yeah beautifully said thank you and also why i saw you when i saw the movie Ex- and you were exactly I- right I will bring. I'd like to bring up one more thing that I think is gay, and this one's controversial. Please do. Revenge. Oh yeah, revenge is gay. Revenge is so gay. It's so dramatic. And I just want to. Revenge th- is effort. It's theater. Revenge it's is effort. effort. And <laughs> so this brings me back to our timeline of people that Megan kills. Right. Mm-hmm. So Megan goes. Megan attempts to blow up uh, the two assistants. Mm-hmm. So we got Brian Jordan Alvarez's character and Tess. Mm-hmm. Thank. God, she's unsuccessful. Mm. And I would say, yeah. didn't try that hard. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. Distraction. She, yeah. She, she yeah. made sure to get them out of the way so she could leave. She was not checking for a pulse. She had no interest. She's not here to destroy those two. Yeah. She's here to escape. Yeah. So I can live with that. They hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. So, but the next person she encounters is... David. David. CEO David. When the way that she kills oh. David combines effort, <laughs> grace... <laughs> Flourishes. Mm-hmm. Choreo. Choreo. <laughs> Nothing gayer than choreo. Personality no. out the wazoo. Personality. <laughs> a creative use of the space around her to make a weapon. Yeah. A, you know, a lot of that old razzle-dazzle, really. I mean, it is a talent show for Megan. 
every and then I would say one of the gayest weapons to choose ultimately that it is, is the, turning you guys, into I don't a know katana. why like the katana is a very femme weapon and if you're gay and you stayed in recess you use that paper cutter to help your teacher <laughs> I love whatever production designer found that old as hell paper cutting board yeah. and was yes. like this company this tech company will have this paper cutter in this hallway in this alcove and so megan can use it as a machete yes yes of course mm-hmm. no doubts here so all of that mm-hmm. works for me in a beautiful way mm-hmm. but it's the scene in the elevator yeah. when she comes up to that sniveling dude who leaked her her, her fucking data, code yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. When she she drags him, she reads him to <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah. Which she, is gay. Gay. <laughs> like she it's not enough for her to kill him. She wants to She tell wants to him. humiliate yeah. this guy. She's gonna humiliate him yeah. first. She is stepping Megan is stepping on that man's She balls. wants his last thoughts to be shame. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> to be shame. Yes, mired in shame. And the way that she frames him takes creativity and storytelling (laughs) and there's a little bit of revenge Mm -hmm. there because that's the moment where it's like she is protecting Gemma there in a way that I think is cool like not protecting but like Gemma is her second primary user and it's the only time I ever really see her do something on behalf of Gemma like yes she's protecting herself that is it she's getting out This guy's in the way. But also she adds specifically his story about leaking stuff that Gemma worked so hard to do. It's true. She personally feels angry about that. And it's clear that she's the revenge that she's seeking is on behalf of Gemma. Yeah. And vengeance, gay. (laughs) I do want to talk about the end of the movie because I think like so many excellent examples of queer horror, the end stops being accessible to queer people because it has to tie up the like abject queer queerness in like a tidy little bow and like kill the monster that is the queer character. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel that this is very, very present in, in the end of this movie where like our, our gay icon, queer icon in with the likes of the Babadook and Pennywise at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, you know, she has to be defeated because she is uh, uncontrollable and, and she's gained autonomy and that ultimately has to be destroyed to return to the status quo. Although we all mourn Mm -hmm. her loss. (laughs) (laughs) To Allison, Jesus Christ, I thought we were friends. (laughs) Exactly. This is a historic friend breakup. Exactly. Yes. And this is the roommate. <laughs> I I really love but was also disappointed by the fact that she's ultimately uh defeated by our friend Bruce. By our friend because Bruce. Because Bruce, the proxy robot, he is the mm-hmm. epitome of a robot that is absolutely without a doubt controlled by its user. There is no Inherently, universe yes. where he can gain autonomy of any kind. He is merely a proxy. And mm-hmm. the fact that like ultimately the the figure of like autonomy and individuality and and malfunction and like disobedience that Megan becomes and such a pleasure she is in all of those ways is defeated by this like this like brutalist figure of obedient technology really hurt me yes. as an audience member and a fan wow. of robot cinema but you you're really crushing it Megan got killed by a cassette player she, yeah <laughs> she got killed a toaster yeah she got killed by like the the uh the like fascist <laughs> that's a really radical word yeah. to use but like <laughs> there's our girl yeah by like the most fascist type of technology just like the the meat yeah. the one that can meet out the the choices of its user without any creativity mm-hmm. whatsoever that being mm-hmm. said um obviously the person <laughs> that wields that weapon is the beloved Katie and I love that she does I love that she saves herself and Gemma and I love that the movie ends with Elsie our Siri slash Alexa turning to camera not unlike the Pixar light bulb (laughs) 
Yes, you're exactly the right. Pixar you lamb, are exactly after right. stepping on the letter I, turns to camera like, who, me? <laughs> and, it's like, oh and that is a gay Also quite gay. gay moment. <laughs> I do, like, throughout yeah. the movie, it's like, is Elsie her own person, her own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, her own non-embodied her. disembodied is her. her Samantha type <laughs> or is she just a tool of Megan in Megan's arsenal there's no way to know but I do know that when she turns to camera at the end she is coming up with her own little schemes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she, she's watching a bloodied and beaten Gemma in Katie and she knows that like now's her time mm-hmm. now's her time to step forward and and fill a job with Megan out of the rotation mm-hmm. I, I think that I shared your feelings, Margot, when I was heading into the third act and I was like, uh-oh, how am I going to turn on Megan? Right. Because I don't see myself as if you were being able to do yeah. that. <laughs> and there are, like, there's, like, this is the this is the Hello, Mary Lou of it all. This is the Angela in Sleepaway Camp right. 2 moment. Mm-hmm. Like, Angela in Sleepaway Camp 2 is notoriously a character who kills shitty Republicans the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So far, yeah. so good. How am I supposed to turn on her at the end? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, this is where Megan, what I think is smart that the movie does, is Megan in that scene of domestic violence, like, repeat, mm-hmm. is like, okay, she has, she can't stop herself from hurting people at this point. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, okay, I can side with enough to see... Katie want to fight her because of the moment with the pen, which I think is such a good call. Oh my God. Yeah. The fact that the pen was supposed to be the thing that stops Megan and she, by the way, using, using the thing that's supposed to stop you to hurt somebody else. Gay. Gay. (laughs) Gay. I mean, in in a brilliant, a brilliant uh, notion to come up with, we're like, what do we, how do we have this showdown end with Megan and, 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 and Gemma and uh, Kayla and such being like, you know what? What if we had her lobotomize Gemma yep. to incapacitate Gemma? And as Katie says, as uh, uh, Megan says, like you, another one of my emergent capabilities you might not be familiar with, palliative care. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is fucking sick. Yeah, that's and so satisfying. Like, the implication of that is like straight up sucker punch, a horrible movie by Zack Snyder. And the idea that she will render Gemma into a vegetative fucking state <laughs> to be serious about it too for just a second but she this state where she would be trapped perpetually as this one thing yeah. and be and not have any of her own autonomy mm-hmm. is really similar to earlier in the movie when she asks Gemma will I die yeah mm-hmm. yeah and Gemma doesn't answer her mm-hmm. that moment that's her pen moment yeah I mean it really is so it's like oh so there's Ooh, still, crazy. even even when rooting for Megan to end in that moment, mm-hmm. we're also siding with her. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, well. I, well, and when her, like, at no point is it, she's never joy killing for, toward Katie. Like, at a moment she knows that, like, listen, I exist dependent upon this, yes. resolving it in this manner. So, like, like I get where she's coming I, from. Even if I'm, like, with Katie. Exactly. And I hate to bring up uh, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece, AI Artificial Intelligence, starting starring Haley Joel <laughs> Osment and Jude Law again. But uh, uh, it is do. constantly on my mind. And I do think... <laughs> Same. Look, how many movies... Can't ever how many science fiction films of our generation have been about little kid doll AI. And I think, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Megan is to David in that movie a, sort of a one-to-one of, like, the way that I wish David had yes. gotten out of his situation. Like... <laughs> and, and which, as in not at the bottom of the fucking sea for 2,000 years, wishing to be a real boy? Yeah, they're both manufactured dolls that are created in order to be companions to children... Or I guess in the case of David to be compa- like child companions, companions to morning Yeah, adults. the child companion to a parent. Uh, or, or in Megan's case, child companion to a morning child that is programmed to have as its number one against all odds, its number one programming is you are in love with your like singular person that you're yeah. coded to care about and you want nothing more than for them to be safe and okay. And it ends up... You are essentially cursed with this devotion. Yeah, it yes. ends up... Uh, completely alienating the humans in both movies because like like absolute unconditional love like that is like horrifying 
It's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. It's cruelty. It's a nightmare mm-hmm. for everyone involved. And it ends up ruining the like mental capacity of the AI in question, like to the point of uttered like depression and turmoil and like yeah. the capacity for murder is in both of their hearts, I feel. And I just wish David had killed those stupid evil parents and uh and and moved on (laughs) the way that megan well that's why i mean why like uh, what an advancement uh in the conversation for robot rights to go from an ai to a megan who like where Haley joel becomes essentially hardwired as david to love forever and it's unbreakable megan's intelligence dictates that she can actually go past programming when programming is fucking it's sort of the ai version of moving past barrier gaze (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to be the android at the bottom of the sea for the end of time and be discovered by aliens a thousand years later (laughs) yeah yeah you can just be and have your like your 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 final dormant memory just be looking at the woman who yeah. cast if you David, out and falling David asleep and next AI to her. truly uh, is a gay that was buried under <laughs> under <Yeah>. time. <laughs> and Teddy's just, Teddy's the Megan in that situation, honestly. Teddy knows what's fucking up. Oh my up. God, just exasperated. And Megan said, no, I will not be buried. No. So speaking of people who are not buried, I think this is a good moment to bring up one person Megan didn't kill mm-hmm. and how great that was. Lydia. Therapist Lydia? Therapist yeah. Lydia. Mm-hmm. So Therapist Lydia, it feels like she's gonna. Mm-hmm. That's a stressful scene as she comes <laughs> up. And I love it. I'm sorry, when... I, I didn't mean to upset her. And yet. And yet, you did. Uh, that is brilliant. Oh my God. Megan showing up with the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Megan being like, like the, the 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 me in that moment of just being like, I can show up and anticipate the thing that you wanted in this moment. Why the fuck can't you? And Lydia, I'm sorry. Why are you less than? Because I've got this covered. I don't know what's so hard about this for you. <laughs> yes. And despite being told that Megan is a toy, Lydia looks in that moment and she goes, "I am a threat to this robot's existence right now." And I'm going to back yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, Lydia, Lydia in that moment's not just like, I'm not going to take this seriously. She has the fear of God. Yeah, Lydia knows. Lydia, yeah. Lydia's like, I know exactly what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Lydia's out. Yeah. Lydia doesn't need to be in the third act. Because you know what? She had that moment and she was like, bye. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I've served yeah. my role. Good luck, y'all. <laughs> and and Megan didn't need to find her and kill her because she, under, she assessed that like Lydia was like, okay, you had your warning, mm-hmm. but like I'm letting you off. I'm letting you off with one this time because Megan's not unreasonable. Yeah, Megan might pull you over, but you're not always getting a ticket. Like that. <laughs> God, know? I wish Megan was a cop. <laughs> yeah, Megan's not a speed trap. <laughs> she still she still has a sense of justice. And what else but... is what else is extremely gay about Megan? The parallel imagery to the movie Orphan First Kill oh when Megan God. gets behind the wheel of a car yes. that is Fuck far yeah. too big for her and drives herself off. Um, to to vengeance. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Me and I wanted looked her to at smoke each other in that moment, and we were like, "Orphan first kill." Yeah, I wanted her to put on lipstick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just crying off the screen. Brilliant. There's so there's just so much here, there's so much to talk about, and I feel like I feel like we've done a very good job covering. We've it. done some comprehensive oh, yeah. work here today, and I want to congratulate each of us. <laughs> I got to hear Margot say the word pleasure in reference to robots so many times and kaleidoscopophilia. My day is per- done. My day is wrapped. I would like to for us three to make a crossroads pact. Okay. All right. <laughs> to come back to this spot and do this again when Megan 2 comes oh out. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. There's yes. no yeah, there's no negotiation around Just, that. I, I loved having this conversation with you two. This is the conversation I've been waiting to you have. You've been waiting a year. I've been waiting months. Do you guys think that in the stylization of the title Megan 2, the 2 is going to be like on its side as the N? <laughs> as the N? <laughs> we can only hope and pray. Yeah. TM, TM. Someone pay me for that. <laughs> Margo, you need to get on this project. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Right we now. All, all three of us do. We need to be hired as consultants, consulting producers. Girl, <laughs> listen, I am with you on that. <laughs> um, I think I think we can say I think we can put a bow on the on the bots pod times two crossover. What do you think, Sam? Well, I have one last question okay, for great. each of you. Okay. Yeah. 
what Megan are you going as for Halloween? I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I want to be Megan in the car before she gets out wearing that blue peacoat mm. and that look of frustration. Mm. And that look yeah. of frustration. <laughs> Which Megan are you? Oh, I'm probably violent finale Megan. Yeah. Oh, good one. Like, I, you know, slashed across the face, hair disheveled. I I thought for sure you were going to be sunglasses Megan. <laughs> it's so similar to yours in the car. Well, I was going to choose sunglasses Megan, but then I wasn't, I didn't want to step on your toes, Jordan. <laughs> so I thought the same then thing. Be, then you are, you are but sunglasses Megan. I also Megan. feel like maybe I'm, was just bitten by a dog hair a mess Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Me, me, and me and Margot are the are the Megans in states of disarray. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait. Together. <laughs> I can't wait for us to all get dressed up and go nowhere together. Yes. Dressed as Megan. I am. I am. I am Megan telling Gemma, "You're a bad parent, and I will do the job you can't." Mm. <sighs> Which feels right. Yeah, I feel like I've heard you say that before. Sincerely, <laughs> to people. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not a stretch. You know. That's just, that's that's an extension. It's of your just daily. slightly different specific language than things I have I have uttered in life. <laughs> Into it. Yeah, that's why so many boyfriends don't like me. <laughs> Friends, what a wonderful experience this was. Yeah, thank thank you uh, everybody for indulging. Uh, however long we've no, been they should about be thanking Megan. us. Yeah, you're right. This you're thing right. could be. You're they, right. This could be three hours. I don't care. <laughs> we did this justice. No, this, you are lucky. This recording is the definition of how I have utilized podcasts into just getting hours of time talking to my friends about my favorite topics. So this has been a real home run, a personal triumph for me, Jordan, specifically. Guys, it is a pleasure always to come on Austerion. This is the second time, but it, as always, of the two times, this is Bots-Tyrion. No, yeah, this is Bots-Tyrion. Welcome I, I to the Botscast. I feel honored, beyond honored, to, uh, to always be in your presence every opportunity I get but especially with a platform what a treat as much as i appreciate that today we are equals you are a co-host well, and it yeah. was never planned any other way well, no we knew i knew before <laughs> even before jordan had seen it we had this conversation mm-hmm. that this was going to be well, the I, yes, Again, it was I like great honored. i feel honored to be welcomed and and uh heard uh, <laughs> friends i will say at this moment when we sometimes plug things uh, if you are looking to do something nice, you can give to AIDS Lifecycle yeah. yeah. using a link that is in my Instagram and my Twitter. As you may have seen, I was doing a promotion where I made this Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And it, for any a donation of any amount, you would get that album for free. But listen, you can still donate all the way to May. Yeah. So you can go on there and do something good. AIDS Lifecycle, AIDS Lifecycle gives to the Los Angeles LGBT Center and the San Francisco AIDS Foundation. And because you're my friend... And you are a listener, which makes you my friend. Um, if you want it, just DM me and tell me, hey, I donated. I'll send you the, the link. The album is so it. good. It's so good. Listen, back catalog available on iTunes, on Apple Music, Spotify, Sam or Weinman, wherever baby. music is available. Yeah, but Margo. So you're paying for a lot when you, you're paying for a lot by doing a good thing. If you just give some fucking money to AIDS Lifecycle. Yeah. And to hear and, a great album. And Margo, thank you. Friend to friend, you were the first person to text me and tell me what you I listened to it Christmas morning. It was the perfect way to wake up. Festive as hell. I love you guys. Festive as hell. Where can we find you on um, socials, Margot? I'm official underscore Margot, M-A-R-G-O-T, on Twitter and Venmo. And you can find me at Sam Wyman on Instagram or Twitter. And you can find me at Jorcrew on on Twitter and other places. Uh, so do and listen listen to this and tell people it's the definitive conversation about yeah. the movie Megan because it is. it is. This is the definitive companion reader to the movie. Yeah, Megan. you can probably play it alongside the movie and have a full one to one. Yeah, let us know how it lines up, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>